0: Welcome to the show, everybody. Episode 829 of I Doubt it Podcast. I am your host, Jesse Dallimore. Joined today, a lovely, talented, scholarly, supportive, Brittany Page, everybody.
1: This is not going to be a normal episode. And if you are, if you have been online at all, following the YouTube channel, following the I Doubt It podcast, Facebook page, Twitter page, all of that stuff, following us on Twitter. How about me on Twitter? Yeah, whatever, everything. (laughs) Um, You will have... Also, you see the title of this episode, so you know. You know. Yeah, yeah. You know. Do you want to say what people know? I have cancer. Yeah.
0: Colon cancer.
1: Yeah. We recorded a episode talking about... How you were gonna be going in for a colonoscopy, an endoscopy.
0: Our re- our last regular episode, episode eight hundred and twenty seven,
1: mm-hmm. we
0: talked about my colonoscopy. And which was to take place on Friday.
1: It did take place on Friday. It did indeed take place on Friday. <laughs> and let's just kind of take everyone through, I guess, because they they know let's you start from the beginning. Yeah, they know you were going in for it.
0: So what happened was when we moved to DC, shortly after you know, I just kind of chalked it up to to walking up hills more, and you know, it's flat country out in Orange County, California.
1: Well, and we were walking a lot more. A lot, period. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I started like really walking up hills. Like I would have to like, st- holy shit, I got to stop. Mm-hmm. Like almost like tunnel vision, and you know, at the end of the Looney Tunes, when the little circle goes in,
1: but less fun.
0: Yeah, way less fun. Yeah. Although that song is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Uh, so it was like I was passing out. I'd have to like brace myself against something. Right, right. And if I would stand up and like try to walk, walk to the kitchen, um, too often I would feel lightheaded and have to brace myself against a wall. You insisted I go to the doctor and I was like, oh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. And it, finally I was like, yeah, maybe I should. This, this does seem like something that's not going away. It's not, you know, I'd lost a bunch of weight. I felt really good. Mm-hmm. So I went to the doctor and I was diagnosed with anemia. Right. And he put me on iron pills. And as part of that, he wanted to find out why I was anemic. So he thought that I was bleeding internally somewhere. So he scheduled me for an endoscopy and a colonoscopy.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Because, and we're going to get to this, our healthcare system in this fucking country blows. Uh, It took me months Mm -hmm. to get set appointments for those two procedures.
1: Months. Months. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So Friday was the day I went in, I got the endoscopy. Clear, totally clear.
1: And that's what they start with. Uh, we were talking well, with the doctor. Well, thank God
0: they start with I don't want them sticking the same tube up my ass and then jamming it down my throat.
1: I mean, I don't know if it's the same tube, but they... <laughs> and when we talk about the healthcare system, we also just want to clarify that we're talking about the system because your doctor has been absolutely fantastic.
0: Unbelievable.
1: And and the the team that worked with you that day was fantastic. So, we'll we'll get to some of the healthcare stuff, but just know that the doctor and the team has just been fantastic. And so she said that in the anemia workup, essentially, they start with the endoscopy because they take tissue or whatever from the stomach for biopsy and they they try to figure out if that's where the bleeding comes from first.
0: Also, I've had heartburn in the past and they want to see if maybe there's damage in my esophagus and Bleeding that way.
1: Right. And then when she got in the colon, she realized this is where the problem is. Yeah. Because she found a mass in in your colon.
0: Well, first, before we get into the heavy shit, um, there are some wagers (laughs) that need to be settled here.
1: Oh, my God. If you
0: remember the last episode, we talked about this. There was an over under on the amount, the number of polyps that would be found in your humble host's asshole.
1: Oh my God.
0: I set the over under at three. I took the under. Brittany took the over. And there was one found. And it's not even dealing with the cancer. There was just a.
1: There was one polyp, but then there was also the mass. (laughs) The mass. So. So, Brittany
0: contends, I really want the audience participation in this. I want, I want everyone to weigh in on this. America should weigh in. <laughs> that uh, Brittany thinks she won the bet because cancer kind of trumps the number. I think so. And I contend we were talking about polyps, <laughs> we weren't talking about tumors, we weren't talking about masses, cancerous masses.
1: For everyone who's uncomfortable right now, this is how we cope. And I will tell you that I have cried more since Friday than I can even tell you. And this has been very, very difficult and very, very upsetting because it was so unexpected. And we—I knew something was wrong as soon as everyone was acting the way that they were and having me come back post and, procedure. And um. I mean, not to not. You to, really stepped on the I fun time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but I, this is kind of how we've been coping. Though it's yeah, like yeah. in between sobbing, we'll make jokes. You know, and I think that that is the way that some people handle handle their grief, and it feels healthy to us. And some people might be uncomfortable with the jokes. Whatever, it's something that is it's, helping us. It's
0: the same type of gallows humor. We told jokes about. About the woman who came to euthanize Popeye. And we describe her as the woman (laughs) who came to murder Popeye. Exactly. It's the same thing. Yeah. So, um, anyway, back to it. Sorry. I'm.
1: But anyway, tell us who won the bet and it's me. So.
0: It's definitely me. (laughs) It's fucking definitely me. Yeah. So uh, I was. uh, They found a mass. Immediately sent me over to a CT scan. Like immediately. Like within 10 minutes, I was laying back down on a table having a CT scan which I didn't really have a full understanding of what, they, what that is. It scans my entire body to see if the cancer has spread from my colon outside to the liver, to my lungs, to wherever else. Now, the right now, it is no, it has not. It's just within my colon in that one mass. There are lymph nodes that have sprung up. I don't know how that works either. But there are lymph nodes around... In the general vicinity of the cancerous uh, mass, the tumor—should we call it a tumor? I mean,
1: they keep calling it a mass. Well, the name for it is adenocarcinoma. Ade- I don't-
0: adenocarcinoma.
1: So I don't know if you want to use that. I it's don't a type want to use of- that. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> so they're gonna the Sounds surgery. Really so so anyway, they they did the the CAT scan. They didn't. So it didn't. It's not stage four. So that's that's great. That is good news by any measure. That's awesome. Right. So um. I need to go. I don't know where we want to go from here talking about the story. Do we want to talk about how they're demanding the money while they we just got <laughs> told that that uh I, I have cancer?
1: Well, let's I mean- just so let's just say, okay, so you have a a mass, adenocarcinoma, in the ascending colon, which is the it's on the right side. And she told us up front, listen. I I took a sample of this for a biopsy. I'm going to send it before you do your CT scan. We're probably not going to have the results until Monday, she said. But this is is cancer. Yeah, it
0: was kind of a wink. Look, I can't officially tell you, but you need to prepare yourself for the fact that uh, this is it.
1: She said the size of it. It's bleeding.
0: Yeah. There's several it looked angry as fuck it, in there. It
1: looked bad. Yeah. And we've so, got photos. Yeah, so we weren't necessarily surprised when we got the news, but it was still concerning. But at least we have a plan from here. And what that looks like is you're gonna have surgery. And we have a surgery consultation scheduled for two weeks from today and we will know more about when the surgery date is at that point you have to go in and get some blood work done a certain type of of lab for a tumor marker i believe before before you go in for your consultation and surgery will be the thing that enables the doctors to stage you and yeah. what stage you're in and so right now they don't see evidence of stage four because what stage four would be is on the ct scan there would be evidence of spread and typically with a colon cancer situation you would see spread to the liver or the lungs she doesn't say, see that now she does see some lymph nodes that are larger in size than they typically should be or are in that general area typically as a part of surgery they will remove those lymph nodes as well yeah but they don't know if that's evidence of something else until surgery again. So surgery will determine what stage. If you are in stage one or two, your journey ends after surgery. They remove this. You're all taken care of. You're good. If you're stage three, then you will have to have chemo after your surgery. You'll have to start chemotherapy.
0: So if Britney sounds as though she has this memorized, you would be incorrect She's speaking so fluently about this because she took copious notes during the call with the doctor.
1: Well, this is also how I cope, is having information. Yeah, I know. It's awesome
0: because I am not that guy. Here's
1: what I was happy about is as the results were coming in, they're all in medical lingo and so they're hard to decipher, but I was Googling and a lot of my Googling was actually lined up with what the doctor was saying and that, that made me feel good that I'm not just going down a hellscape of incorrect things on the internet. WebMD. So essentially the plan is you're going to have a right hemicolectomy is what it's called, where they remove part of your colon Mm -hmm. completely and then reconnect it. And it's just a one stage procedure, the doctor said. So it should be laparoscopic. They shouldn't have to cut you open. But again, we won't know until the surgery consultation in two weeks. Now, a lot of people have said, why is this happening in two weeks? Well
0: we we, had, we did have the options of appointments earlier yeah. but this particular surgeon was highly recommended as being the fucking a boss
1: yes and the, and
0: i i chose her mm-hmm. um on the advice of my doctor who she herself is fantastic so i just
1: i think it's important to trust what a doctor is saying if they're saying a surgeon is particularly good that that's good you should you should yeah. go with that I I was concerned. I mean, in my heart, I'm like, let's just go as soon as possible. Let's get this done. But the doctor said, listen, two weeks is not realistically going to matter for you. It's not like you're going to go from whatever stage you're in to stage four in two weeks. Um, So taking the doctor's advice, who knows more than us, who's giving us the advice of a surgeon that she particularly trusts, that's the direction that we went in. And even though it's been really hard, we are hopeful now because we have this plan in place, yeah. And it and it's going to be addressed, and and I think that's the important thing. But more importantly, how are you feeling, Jesse D, with all of this? Because what a whirlwind for you! I mean, you get, you get <laughs> some fentanyl, you get put out. <laughs> Uh, for a colonoscopy, you get woken up. You're still kind of half in it. I was for sure when they talk still to high, you. Yeah. So, I mean, how how has it been for you to to go through this? Um,
0: it, it's tough because I want to be I don't know strong for everybody around me. I don't want I don't want the stress that I'm feeling to be pouring onto everybody else's heads. So I'm, but I, I, I do feel confident it is, there is some uncertainty, you know, we, we're lucky enough to do what we do, uh, but but there's, there's no sick time. Mm -hmm. So I'm stressed about, um, taking time off from YouTube production Mm -hmm. from, from stepping away from the camera. Um, I don't want the show here to suffer. Um, you know, there's a lot, there, there's a, there's a, a myriad, um, concerns that are, that are rifling through my head. And also, you know, I, I don't want to die mm-hmm. of, of cancer. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why I mentioned all the other things up front when they don't seem as important. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot. Yeah, there's, there's a lot. I'm, I'm young and healthy and, um, very unexpected. So I, listen, I would say this, um, just to for sure get it out there. If you're at the age where the doctors are recommending you go get a colonoscopy, which is now 45, I mean mine was because of a an uh, an um an actual medical thing that they wanted to have it done. But go get it. You might think, "Ah, I'm fine. I I'm, fe- I'm healthy. I still feel as healthy, as fine as I did on in January." Mm-hmm. I feel healthier. I've lost a bunch of weight. I'm I'm healthy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but if not for the colonoscopy, we would not know, and we would have waited until it was way too fucking late, and then it would have been absolute chemotherapy, which I still may have to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But right now, it's ostensibly just just surgery.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So I I mean that's all over the place. The answer, but mm-hmm. that's I'm. It's chaos in my fucking brain.
1: Well, and if this episode feels chaotic, I mean, that's how it's been for the past few days. This has been all-consuming. This has been um, everything that we've been thinking about. And we have appreciated, there's been a tremendous outpouring of love and support from the audience on YouTube and from the podcast audience as well. And we very much appreciate that. You know, some people have said don't worry about us. Focus on yourself. And and that's that's definitely what we're going to do. But to Jesse's point about how you start thinking about how you need to cover for your time off and money and all these things. And yeah. listen, we are lucky. We are privileged. We have health insurance. Remember when we were talking about how we weren't going to get it? <laughs> yeah, we talked about that on the show. Yeah.
0: Where we, we did this calculation. Then mm. we realized... We're in the middle of a fucking pandemic, despite what Joe Biden says about it being over. Yeah. You're idiots if you don't get health insurance when it's available. Yeah. So we chose, and luckily, right, luckily we did. We yep. made the right choice, even though it's not great. <laughs> it's not great.
1: Yeah. Well, and like I said, the team has been great at, at Kaiser, but part of the calculus is- and I think for me, because I haven't really been around anyone who has been diagnosed with cancer, I always imagined that life just kind of stops for that person and they are completely dedicating themselves to healing and getting better. But that's that's not true. I mean, there's people out in the world who have cancer and they are having to go to work and they are having to yeah. continue to do their, their job because... That's how they're paying for their health insurance. That's how they're paying for their cancer treatment is continuing to work. And so it is part of our thinking here is covering the YouTube channel, covering for the show, because that's where the money comes from. Most, most of the money. And so I appreciate when people say like, don't worry about us, but we do worry about that. And it's what most Americans have to worry about when they get sick is how because of our system. Yeah, because of our system, and, and let's talk about that a little bit. So we pay every month for health insurance, and it it is good in the terms in terms of we have a great doctor. We really appreciated the doctor. Well, let,
0: let, let's just let's dispense with having to repeat that. When we're talking about the healthcare system, we're talking about the system at large, generally. We're not talking about the health, the healthcare that I'm receiving. Yeah, we're talking about the system in America.
1: Yeah, so in addition to you got diagnosed with anemia and then had to wait months in order to get your colonoscopy, when we were walking to the CT scan, so they had just told us you pretty much have cancer, we don't have a confirmation from the biopsy. They
0: get it. They told me I have cancer.
1: Yeah, then we walked to the CT scan, I'm having a nervous breakdown, you're still half high and filled
0: with gas. I couldn't, I couldn't fart out enough gas and it was just excruciating pain in the tongue. So
1: you were primarily concerned with the pain that you were in and not the cancer at all. In fact, so (laughs) it was very different concerns that we had in that moment, but we walked over there and it was a different set of people and they were just very uncaring and you have a $250 copay. Are you going to pay that now? Just very direct, and yeah. we had just learned that you had cancer, and I'm sitting there like, "Oh yeah, let me get my card and I, I yeah, okay, whatever you need, yeah. whatever you need, so we can get this done and figure out if the cancer has spread, you know? Yeah, uh what? i can't
0: send you a bill.
1: Yeah, I, it, I, it's
0: it's aggressive in your face. Yeah, and and then the other thing yesterday, Monday, while we are waiting for the results from the doctor to speak to the doctor. I get a call on my phone, 202, blah, blah, blah. Kaiser, it says. Mm -hmm. Oh, Brittany, Brittany, Kaiser's on the phone. Get him on the phone. Hello, uh, may I speak to Jesse Dollimore, please? Uh, This is he. Um, I just wanted to know, you had a a procedure on on Friday. Um, Did you get all the information that you needed? I said, well, they told me I had cancer and we're waiting on the results. So she goes, oh, Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. uh was it everything satisfactory? Was the team satisfactory? <laughs> How would you rate their performance? i'm like uh i they were great. It was exemplary service it was It was great care. uh, which names do you have any names of people that you want to talk about? I'm like
1: it was they wild. told me I have cancer
0: lady <laughs> i I don't really have those names at the tip of my fingers
1: and then i I think it started to kind of settle in for this person that they were. Not behaving in the way that you w- would prefer that they behave.
0: Or that I would expect.
1: Yeah. And she started looking into your file to see if the results had come in yet. Right. And then proceeded to say, well, if you don't hear something by Thursday.
0: Thursday. And then it it wasn't long at all. And the, I mean, it was, uh, let me look here. 303 uh, p.m. The call from the weirdo lady. And then 3.32 p.m., the doctor actually called. So the call we were waiting for finally came in, and that's when Brittany was able to take her notes. And, uh, I mean, you've been the strong one in all of this because I'm, I don't have the bandwidth to, to, to remember the names of the carcinoma, the hemocollectom, all of that, I'm not, I don't have the, the bandwidth for, mm. the emotional bandwidth for it.
1: Well, it's like we we all cope in different ways, and people have been texting me, like, how is Jesse doing? And, I mean, here's an example. You were talking to the doctor. She had told you, okay, it's cancer. We know now that we got the biopsy and it's cancer. Started explaining all this stuff, and we get to the end of the conversation, and she starts engaging you on a personal level. You know, what do you do for a living? Kind of thinking, you know, will you need paid time off with the Family Medical Leave Act.
0: Yeah, that's what, that that was the impetus, was yeah, that.
1: Yeah, and you said, oh no, I'm a YouTuber, I work for myself, so, and she said, oh, my daughter really wants to be a YouTuber, you know, you hear this a lot, that kids want to be YouTubers. A lot. <laughs> and you guys were going back and forth talking about it, and you said, yeah, I just, I w- really wouldn't recommend it, because I hear it gives you cancer. <laughs>
0: She didn't know how to deal with my antics.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> she,
0: she was uh, a professional. Yeah. Unlike yours truly.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: Unprofessional.
1: <laughs> we are who we are through and through. And you have been very optimistic and positive. And I
0: still am. I am. I am. And it's not like faux putting it on um, just an act. It's I'm who you confident. are. I'm confident. Yeah. it's I'm, And it's who you are. Yeah. I
1: mean, that's how you cope with life. And... I envy that. This and will just
0: give me way more jokes to tell.
1: <laughs> sure. And I i mean, when you say that I have been strong, I don't feel like that at all because I'm crying all the time. And you will turn to me and say, I'm going to be okay. And I'm crying. And I'm like, stop telling me that. I'm supposed to be telling you yeah. that. And then you'll say, well, then tell me that.
0: <laughs> I, But I am going to be okay. And, and you deal with things differently. You You stress and you... Um, the anxiety levels rise and that's, I deal with my anxiety differently. It manifests differently. Yeah. So.
1: So you are going to be okay. Thank you. I love you very much. I love you. And the audience loves you very much as well. And I love them. And we're going to be working through it. I mean, there's going to be times where probably there's spotty episodes, that, I mean, that's probably going to happen just with the nature of what's happening here. But we've already gotten so much support from our friends and family. So Ian, for example, he's, he's been a guest, a guest on the show in the Teeny. past. He has agreed to come in and do a show with me for the podcast here to help when you are absent yeah. uh, after your surgery because you're going to need some time to heal, weeks, weeks to heal. And we don't want you working through that. We want you taking those weeks to heal. So
0: and then Brittany and I have have done one episode of like a dual a couple of people sitting at the desk on YouTube, mm-hmm. and then Brittany's going to step in for me and do some some solo stepping in yeah and, and doing videos, so that'll be a whole adventure for you.
1: Uh-huh. yeah.
0: How's your anxiety about that?
1: <laughs> How do you think it is? Not great. <laughs> no, I'm doing okay with it. It'll be good. It'll right. be good.
0: So anyway, we just wanted to give you an update. We don't have any fucking news to talk about today. I don't have it in me. Um, it's everything I can do to drag my ass in front of the camera. Um, we're, we're, we're making a plan here mm-hmm. to 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 navigate the next few weeks, possibly few months, and um, we wanted to let you guys know. You, you have been the absolute genesis of, of any success that we can measure. The podcast audience, we've been doing this for over eight years, almost nine years we've been doing this podcast, 800, almost 30 episodes, and um, we, we hold you in the audience right now in a special place in our hearts. It's not just pillowy douche language. We really, really love and are loyal to you guys, and we wanted to give you a very fulsome explanation. Of what is happening. Yeah. Um, if, uh, if you have comments, if you have questions, if you have suggestions that don't involve fucking pseudoscience, I've already gotten a million emails and tweets about that. Um, please, 657-464-7609. You can also email a voice memo from your smartphone to it at did we miss anything? There was no other than the notes you took for the doctor, there was no like roadmap for this episode. This you know, we were hoping we could do thirty
1: minutes and Yeah, I just I think it you you gave a brief explainer on YouTube about what's going on, and I wanted this to be a little bit more full in terms of what the picture looks like going forward, the doctor believes, and the doctor is different than the surgeon. We haven't met the surgeon yet. So the doctor that did the colonoscopy believes that if all goes well, based on what she's seeing with the biopsy and the CT scan and everything, that you should be good to go by the holidays. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be obviously recovery time. You're going to have a major surgery.
0: Yeah. They're cutting out part of my intestines.
1: So it's significant, yeah. And we want you to have the time to heal. We want we want you to get back to where you need to be. So we're happy that this got caught too. By the way, I mean it's
0: yeah. I, listen, I can't stress that enough. It, 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 of of all the messages I got yesterday, and there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, like twelve thousand comments on the video. Yeah, maybe more now. I that was as of last night. Um, of all the ones that I saw, I saw four, or I mean, I saw five or six, maybe seven comments from people saying, I'm going to go get a colonoscopy now. Mm-hmm. Uh, hearing this has motivated me to to go do it. And um, that is what I hope your takeaway is from this, is to take care of yourself, especially related to colon cancer and shit like that, because it's not just dudes. I think everybody has like, that's my butt. Get out of my butt. That's my butt. That's not just enough fucking take care of yourself whether it's the the your dick hole or your asshole do what you need to do to care for yourself to 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 take preventative measures so you don't have to end up having fucking surgery Mm -hmm. or chemotherapy Mm -hmm. that's it that's my lecture for the day
1: well, and if you're lucky enough to be in a position to be able to go to the doctor yeah. and have access to medical treatment, but you don't take advantage of that, I mean, that's you gotta, yeah. you got to take advantage of it, especially if you're in a position to have access, because not everyone does.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's fucking criminal that, from a policy perspective, every single human being in America is not covered. Um, it is. Without fear of of what's this going to do to my finances?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
0: I mean, look, we do okay. We're not we're not we're not uh, uh counting change for gasoline anymore. Um thank god. But we're still worried. We're still having to figure out oh, okay, we're, we're not going to eat out, we're not going to do this, we're not going to do that mm-hmm. just in case something happens that we need to to cover. Mm-hmm. So, um
1: Well, and get ready for more of this, by the way, because we... Oh, I'm
0: fucking radicalized, man. I know. (laughs) We want to use
1: this experience to further shed light on what it is like for people in this country that do not have the access that we have.
0: Well, we've been talking about it for years, but now it's like, um, now I've got cred to really talk about it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like this... I, we were silent about this issue until, oh, then he got cancer now he's worried about it we've always bitched about this, yeah, but now there's a little added extra oomph to the to the topic
1: absolutely, yeah, yeah,
0: so anyway, we love you guys. We appreciate you very much. thanks for joining us. Thanks for caring about us thanks for uh <clears throat> everything that you've done for us and that you will continue to do. We love and appreciate you very much, and we'll see you next time. For Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dollimore, and this has been I Doubt